Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Did you know there's even more than just this podcast? Go check out my website, houseplant-homebody.com for even more and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And as I'm sure you already know, each podcast episode has a corresponding blog post on my website, so make sure you check that out. And do not forget to rate, review this podcast, and make sure you're commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing so more plant people just like you can find my podcast and social media. You can even help support your favorite podcast, blog, and social media by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. And if you really just can't get enough, I send out a bi-monthly newsletter on the first of every other month, also with exclusive content and some updates on what's happened the previous couple months. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so I know this is an episode that a lot of people are looking forward to because this is an episode that is not a houseplant, but we're going to make it into a houseplant and we're just going to learn about herbs today. I am going to talk about the basics of growing them and caring for them because if you follow me on social media, you know I have very little to no experience with herbs. So this is going to be a part one episode of everything I found online, in my resources, in books, doing a ton of research, looking at your questions, finding answers for them to see what I could learn to teach you guys here on this episode. The second episode will be probably in fall or winter even because I plan on growing herbs indoor and outdoor to tell you about how it went, what I learned, what I used, all that good stuff. So this is going to be the basic care of them. I'm just going to list some herbs off. I'm not going to go into details about them um, simply because I know they could be used for a ton of different things out there. If you have questions on what to use it for or if you have any other particular questions about them, let me know. But some basic herbs, mint, lavender, sage, peppermint, cilantro, rosemary, basil, thyme, parsley, lemongrass, chamomile, oregano, chives, and dill are just to name a few of them. So I'm just going to jump right into what I found. We're going to go into sun and water requirements, fertilizer, and then we're going to go over your questions because you guys had some really good questions that I think I'm going to dive into a little bit deeper. And then I have um, some information about certain herbs within the sun and water requirements based on the certain care for some things. I don't have details for every single one because I think that would get too complicated. The care is very similar for a lot of different plants. So sun requirements. Most, most herbs need full sun or as much sunlight as you can provide, which means if you're growing indoors, it needs to be in a south window. But that being said, a east or west window can be okay. If you're noticing your herbs indoors are getting a little leggy, that might mean that they're just not getting as much sunlight as they need. Not to say they can't grow to be used in those kinds of light, but for the best results, putting it in a south window is really best. Or unless you want to use a grow light, which you can definitely do. Everywhere I was finding most 
herbs need about, it said, six to eight hours of sunlight. I'm thinking just in a south window. Obviously, you're going to leave it there the whole time. Um, a west window is going to get you a lot of light too. Even an east window is going to get you a lot of light. Maybe not as much as a west window, but still going to get you a lot of light too. Grow lights, you can turn them on and off on a timer for what you need. That being said, there are some that can handle a little bit less light. So, for example, herbs like mint, parsley, and cilantro can actually tolerate less light. So, if you don't have a south window or a really bright window to put them in, those are examples of great herbs that you don't need as much light for. Yes, they need light. They don't need no light, but they will do a lot better in those conditions. So, that's sun requirements. I know that's super general, but I was checking every website I could. I was checking the books I have, which I really only have one. It's called the Edible Garden. And really, they all kind of said the same thing, as much light as you can possibly give them. Obviously, outdoors, this is going to be a lot brighter sunlight. So, you could probably keep them in partial shade to full sun, depending on what it is. If you're keeping them in full sun, you're going to need to water them more often, which I'll get to in a second. So just something to keep in mind when being outdoors because it is so much more intense than it is inside for sunlight. So moving on to water requirements. Herbs in general need to be kept consistently moist. For most herbs, you don't want to let them dry out completely in between watering. Otherwise, You'll have wilted herbs and they won't be edible or really usable to the extent that you need them. Unlike a houseplant where if you underwater a philodendron, it's going to weep or like wilt for probably a little bit, but you'll still be able to get it to bounce back. It might not happen as well and have that good bounce back like you would with a houseplant for an herb. So the maintenance on herbs is going to be a lot more than your house plants because you're going to need to be watching these guys for moisture, pests, fertilizer, all that stuff. There are some herbs which online and in my book they were called Mediterranean herbs which included rosemary, oregano, sage, and thyme. Those actually do better with less moisture. They can dry out a little bit more than other herbs like mint, basil, and parsley, which need to be kept consistently moist. One website even said keeping the mint, basil, and parsley soggy. I would not recommend that necessarily, but as soon as that top layer of soil dries out, that's when you need to be watering the mint, basil, and parsley type houseplants. The rosemary, oregano, sage, and thyme type plants, you can let them dry out more. I wouldn't let them go completely dry for too long, because that, again, will cause wilting, but that is what I found. If you're growing them indoors, more than likely you're going to be watering, I'm guessing if you have it in a south window every couple days, it really also depends on the type of container you have, your home heat, the sunlight you're giving them. So I say a couple days with a grain of salt. I think you should be checking it every day, but not necessarily watering every day. You're going to be wanting wanting to check the moisture in the soil every day. Just in case, if you have a really warm day, the sun was out all day or something and it really dries it out, you want to check it. If you're growing them outdoors, you probably will need to be watering at least once a day. 
if you're keeping this in full sun, more than likely you're going to be watering in the morning and then maybe a little bit in the afternoon again. I would highly recommend watering in general your herbs in the morning. This will help prevent mold on the leaves. For example, if you decide to water your plants at night, there's no sunlight or heat to help evaporate that moisture off of the leaves. So that's why you want to be watering in the morning. That way it has all day to be soaking up the sun and making sure that the foliage dries out enough that you're not going to have issues like that. That actually goes for some um, outdoor plants as well. So plants that are prone to powdery mildew or anything like that, you don't want to be watering them at night because that could just build up at night versus doing it in the morning allows the foliage to dry out throughout the day and it doesn't, it helps prevent something like that. Anywho, point being, watering outdoors, you want to do it in the morning probably, allowing the sun to dry out the foliage. Now, that being said, if you have a really hot day, like sometimes we have days in the 90s and 100s once in a while here in Wisconsin. Most of the time we're in the 80s, 70s, but the 90s and 100s day, it might dry out so fast that it might be wilted by the time you get back from work. So you might want to just give it a good drink of water when you get home. Granted, it's going to be later in the day. So if you're a nine to five kind of person, you still have a few hours before the sun goes down. So maybe not a full drench, but still watering a little bit. So just definitely check it every day. Water in the morning if it needs it. And then in the afternoon again. In my experience working at the garden center, which is really the only experience I have growing herbs, we watered every morning and then again in the afternoon and then sometimes throughout the day because the containers were so small and it was so hot and they were in full sun all the time, they just needed a ton of moisture. So we had to really make sure really all the vegetables and herbs were watered properly throughout the day. So... It kind of mimics what you're going to be having in your yard. Now, you might not be in that small of a container. You're going to want to probably up pot them a little bit into something a little bit bigger so they have a little bit of room to grow. And that might be holding more moisture, but still, they're going to need to be watered pretty frequently. I also have one other thing I would recommend personally. I did see it online too. It's just something I have always done and always wanted to do with my annuals um, outside and I think you could probably do this with herbs as well and I, I did see a website online I also recommend it but I always like to do a thin layer of mulch on top of my soil for my annuals and herbs. I do this with perennials and shrubs too when I can. It really just helps hold moisture and it does prevent weeds from coming up and mulch in general, when it decomposes, it releases nutrients back into the soil. So all sorts of fun stuff happen. The main purpose of mulch is to hold moisture. It also makes the soil a little bit nicer looking and it also helps with erosion. If you're using like a hose that sprays really hard, soil goes everywhere, that kind of thing, it also helps with that. So I would recommend using mulch as well just to hold in that moisture. Okay, so we're going to move on to fertilizer and then go into the Instagram Q&A. Okay, sorry if you hear me like struggling over here. I don't know why I'm so out of breath right now recording this, but I am. <laughs> okay, the next topic is fertilizer. 
So I always say there are a ton of different options for fertilizer and it is the same in this case. Some people, I think with herbs and vegetables and using something edible, really want to be using an organic fertilizer just to make sure it's safe and better for you in general. But that being said, you can really use a ton of different fertilizers. You don't even have to use a specific fertilizer in itself. You can use a compost or some kind of soil organic matter that can just help slowly release nutrients into the soil. So I currently use Fox Farms Grow Big Liquid Fertilizer. I don't think I've ever said I'm not sponsored by them, but I'm definitely not. I just love it so much because I feel like I can rely on it pretty well. And I like that it's a liquid fertilizer because I can see how much is going in there and I really can measure it myself. So I use that and I plan on using that with my herbs as well. Typically, I use about a half to three-fourths the recommended amount of fertilizer, and I'm probably going to do the same with herbs, but I'm going to kick up the fertilizer to about once a week, which it does recommend once a week on the packaging, but with my houseplants, I've been doing it every two weeks or so during peak season, so that's what I'm going to do for my herbs as well. As I always say, there are many different types of fertilizers, and it's completely up to you. If you have a question about recommendations or anything that you're kind of curious about or you don't know about, I mean, feel free to reach out to me and I can try to help the best way I can. So Instagram Q&A, you all know that I put this up on my stories on Instagram and Facebook. I believe on Facebook, you kind of have to message me separately. But if you have an herb question, I will know it's an herb question, obviously, or whatever it was or whatever it will be in the pet in the future. Sorry. That's what I meant. On Instagram, you can reply right on the question box and send me what you need to know. So, I got a decent amount of questions this time and I did have someone comment if anyone has questions about medical herbs, they can help because that is a hobby of hers. So, I didn't get any questions about that specifically, but I might get into it in the second one or if someone has a question specifically for that I'm going to go back to my friend on Instagram that messaged me and she might have some good answers for us because obviously I don't know anything about that um, and I don't plan on investigating that too much but I definitely want to answer whatever questions you guys have and if I have a resource like her then heck yes I will be asking so um, in the next episode for herbs it's probably not going to be for a while I will probably do it in winter just to see how the herbs keep growing into fall and into winter. So obviously we'll do another Instagram Q&A and you can ask questions about anything at that point because I'll have a ton of experience with it and I'll have a ton more research done about this stuff just because I'll be delving into it myself. So let's get into the questions. The first one is, how do you even grow herbs in your house? What's the best environment for someone in Wisconsin? I swear this wasn't me. I know this was my sister though. So (laughs) thanks, Lindsay. Um, Okay. So how do you even grow herbs in your house? What's the best environment for someone in Wisconsin? So I would say there are two ways to kind of grow herbs indoors. I think it's hydroponically and you can do it in pots too. I am going to be testing both of those along with outdoor growing just to track the differences in what happens with those. I want to be able to share as much as I can. I did buy a hydroponic kit 
um, for herbs, I think, today. Um, and I should be getting it, and that way I can plant it up as soon as herbs are good. I also want to note, I am not growing anything from seed at all. I am buying the little starter plants. That's what I'm doing. But I can look into that as well. And I do have one question about that too. So I'll be commenting on it a little bit. But in that case, you can do it hydroponically, which is basically not through soil, but directly through water. And the roots are in water constantly or the soil. You can do it in just pots as well. South window is best. Some can tolerate west and east windows. And just checking on moisture every day. You might not need to water every day, but it really depends on your sunlight, your heat in your house, and the type of container you're using. For example, terracotta is going to absorb moisture, so you might need to be watering slightly more than you would if they were planted in a plastic pot, that kind of thing. Best environment for someone in Wisconsin. So at least for me, since I'm also in Wisconsin, I'm in Milwaukee, I'm just going to put it in... My hydroponic has a grow light on it, so I'm not planning on putting that anywhere specific. I'm a, I'm relying on the grow light that's attached to it. The other one, I don't 100% know what I'm doing yet, but I almost think I'm going to be growing with a grow light on those because I don't really have an open south window right now. So that's probably what I'll do. I will be putting them in terracotta pots because that's what I have and I like terracotta and I don't want to be overwatering these and I'm going to put them in a very visible space for me. So I will probably put them in my office where I record. That way they're next to me almost all the time. So in this case, for someone in Wisconsin, if you have a south window, that is best. I know for a fact my sister only has one south window, two south, well, two technically. So a west window works as well and an east window works as well. A grow light might be the alternative or planting them outdoors. There's plenty of outdoor space that you could be using too if you don't want to be growing them indoors. So I know that was not exactly a fluid answer. If you're, so let me break it down. Indoors, you're either growing hydroponically or in your pots, giving them usually as much light as you possibly can. Obviously, there are a few that I listed that can tolerate less light, but they would still grow great in the same amount of south sunlight. And just making sure you're watering properly, making sure it's usually high moisture and checking it daily, if not every other day. If you're noticing you don't need to water every day, well, then you don't need to check it every day. You can check it every other day or whatever you need to do. So, that's what I would say for that question. So the next one is what herbs can grow in a not so sunny kitchen? I think this goes back to what I found earlier. I think herbs like mint, parsley, and cilantro, herbs that can tolerate higher moisture can grow in less light, if that makes sense. Because they can tolerate less light, they're going to be retaining moisture more. Therefore, the plants that can tolerate more moisture can grow in less light. I know I kind of just repeated myself. I just explained it kind of twice. But the ones I found were mint, parsley, and cilantro for not-so-sunny kitchen. Which herbs go together for a light standpoint is the next question. 
So in this case, I would say the Mediterranean herbs, so your rosemary, oregano, sage, and thyme need the most amount of sunlight possible. Hot, dry climates can tolerate less moisture. I would keep those grouped together. If you're planting in the same kind of light and in the same soil, if that makes sense. If you're container gardening, obviously. And then plants that can tolerate or like less sunlight, like the mint, parsley, and cilantro, can all go together too. So I would say those Mediterranean style versus, there's really no other name for the other ones, but the other herbs, that's kind of what I would go off of if I were you trying to figure out the best way to plant them. That being said, all of these herbs will grow really well in high light. I think it's more of the moisture that's slightly different than the light requirements, if that makes sense. So from a light standpoint, if you're trying to get herbs together, that like lower light, it's just like the question previously what you should be doing. If you kind of want to mix it up, but you're planting all in one pot, you want to keep it the moisture levels similar with all plants. I know like it's a little dicey, but that's what I would recommend. The next question is the best time to start herb seeds indoors. Like I said, this was going to come up. I didn't do a ton of research on growing from seeds because I was simply going to grow from starter plants, but I did find a really good article from University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, sorry, long name, um, about it. They said March is a great time to start. Specifically, thyme, rosemary, basil, sage, chives, and tarragon are good candidates for starting indoors. And it says many of these plants have fine seeds and require a long germination. I'm going to attach the link to the Illinois University of Illinois article simply because there is a lot of good information in there. It talks about the different kind of light, um, moisture, what it looks like during the germination period. But March is what they said is the best time. So now, start your seeds now indoors. They didn't mention any other plants besides those ones I listed on there. So I honestly am not 100% sure if everything else is good to be grown that way. I do know if you're transplanting again to outdoors, but starting the seeds indoors, you want to make sure, at least in my area where it gets colder and you have a frost problem. Although Florida's had frost problems lately too. Cold. Anyway, you just want to make sure you're bringing them outdoors at the correct time and making sure you're bringing them out after or right around that last average frost date. In my area, the weather channel or whatever app you have on your phone would warn you if there's a frost advisory, especially because a lot of people are planting annuals, herbs, vegetables in April sometimes, and that is sometimes way too early around here. I just cannot believe when people start (laughs) planting stuff in April. It's just way too early, way too risky. It can still snow in April here. So, I always try to wait till about Mother's Day or Memorial Day to really get the plants outside. You can put them outside if it's warmer and then bring them indoors at night if it's cold or if there's a frost chance. But 
keep that in mind when you're doing that. If you're growing indoors completely, obviously you don't need to worry about that. But point being, starting your seeds indoors, University of Illinois recommends March. And that sounds right to me, obviously. I would trust them. Hello. Okay, and the last question I had was, can I grow it in California? And I honestly could not find anywhere as to why you couldn't. I decided to go check online to see if colleges in California were talking about any of this or what they were talking about. And I did find University of California Berkeley had an article about the benefits of growing herbs and what it can do for you. So I think the growing times, germination and stuff like that might be slightly different simply because depending on where you're at in California... I mean, the environment changes drastically if you go north versus all the way south. So, I'm going to link the PDF that the University of California Berkeley had on their website because it is a really good source and it directly comes from University of California. So, this is pretty, pretty reliable, obviously. So, and it gives really good information about certain herbs. It really talks about basil, parsley, peppermint, and rosemary for the most part, but at least it gives you a really good start of what to do. And honestly, it's it's basically the same thing growing here in the Midwest. I think because it's going to be warmer in most parts of California, you're going to be able to move out your herbs into your garden more often, but the environment depending on where you are in California, could be more dry. So the moisture might need to be increased or it's just certain things to think about that. So honestly, anywhere you live, you can grow herbs. It just depends on your environment and what you've got going on that you need to change because of where you are. So like in the Midwest, it's freaking cold outside. So obviously you're not going to move your herbs outdoors until you know there's no chance of frost and even then for example basil is a pain in the butt because it does not tolerate any cold so that kind of plant never gets moved outdoors until it's like consistently in the 60s and 70s through the night so just just things to think about as you're deciding what herbs you want to grow where you live that kind of thing okay that is all i have for this episode There will be a second episode. I know that was kind of high level of everything, but I think that gives everyone a really good start to growing everything. As you go throughout this season, growing your herbs, please send me pictures, even send me questions, and I can incorporate them into the next podcast and make sure I'm holding on to those. I know it'll be a long time for the next podcast, but I screenshot all questions to save them for episodes like this. So don't hesitate to reach out if you have a question. If I don't have an answer, I can always find an answer and I can do the research myself as well. So based on the research I did today, I do have a lot of answers though. (laughs) Okay, so I look forward to doing the second episode with you. If you have more questions, let me know. But hopefully this helps you guys get started and me started. My gosh, (laughs) wish me luck. Thanks for listening to the 55th episode all about herbs, part one. Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this episode. If you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog page, you'll find it there. Also, don't forget to find me at Houseplant Homebody LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast 
along with liking, saving, and commenting on social media. Odds are, if you like this podcast, someone else will too. I love to hear what you've learned from this episode or really anything that I'm doing and your plant experiences, so please share them with me because I love it. Also, you can help support your favorite podcast by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world to me, and I'm super excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information. Also, don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for the brand new episode and blog post. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello. Surprise, me again. I just wanted to go over my plan for the herbs really quick um, because I know I talked about this in the episode, but I'm just going to let you know. So my plan is I'm going to do a hydroponic herb set. There's only three different herbs in that set, and I'm going to do the same three herbs um, in that thing as I'm doing in these other two situations. So I'm going to do the hydroponically ones, which has a grow light. I'm going to do in terracotta pots in... Um, probably under a grow light or if I can find an open south window, which eventually I'll have an open south window once I move some plants outside. So I might have just the south window for those ones. And then I am going to be doing the outdoor herbs in containers. So I'm going to be doing the same three herbs. I haven't decided what I want to do, but I want to be able to use them. So I know for sure I want to do cilantro And I know for sure I want to do basil because basil is so finicky. Um, I really want to try it. So I know for sure I'm doing those and I don't really know what else I want to do yet, but those for sure. And then in the outdoor side of things, obviously I'm going to be doing those too, but I think I'm going to be mixing in a bunch of other ones that I want to try out and see how it goes. I do know I've had questions in the past about pests. And when I did research online, I probably should have said this earlier in the episode, but when I was doing research online, they did say neem oil can help um, with that since it is an organic spray. You just want to make sure you're obviously washing off before you use it. Otherwise, a soap and water kind of situation also works very well too to help mitigate pests. But the basic thing is airflow is really important. So making sure you have enough airflow around will help reduce pests and help reduce mold. So I want to throw it out there that I am doing the hydroponic just in terracotta pots in the south window or under a grow light. And I'm doing the outdoor version of it, which will be on the west side of the house, but it gets sunlight most of the day and it gets really warm. So I want to throw that out there. The The next podcast episode is going to be highlight plants, which I know I've talked about a lot of highlight plants in the past, but we're going to kind of wrap it all up into one podcast. I haven't decided on how many I'm going to do, but I'm going to do as many as I feel like doing, which will probably be a decent amount because you know me. So since I've done low light plants in the past, I thought a highlight plant episode would be good too, especially for the people that have like Wouldn't it be nice if you only had a south window or something? I know there's probably some people that have kind of a three seasons room, but you know, year round wall of windows that do need a little bit more light tolerant plants than low light. So this also helps you avoid these plants if you don't have that environment. So we're going to be doing that podcast episode next. Some other fun things, the 
supporters that had been with me for over four months got, um, or at least I should say, I finally, finally ordered the January um, exclusive merch for them. So that is on its way to me. And then I will be able to send out them. I can't wait for the day I can make that kind of stuff on my own, which hopefully the near future with wedding planning and kind of the new job I started. Well, I started in October, but you know, still getting used to it. I just haven't had time to totally look into that kind of stuff. The wedding mostly is kind of crazy and with the honeymoon and everything and then um, my nonprofit stuff all into one summer. I was kind of hoping to get something done this summer, but I might be pushing it out again. So I know you all understand and I know you all just love the podcast too and the content I'm making. So I appreciate you all for commenting, liking, subscribing. Oh, I also wanted to say that I plan on checking out testimonials more often because I've noticed that people, you guys, have been leaving reviews, which is amazing. So make sure you leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I know on Spotify, all you do is rate it with stars, preferably five stars. And then on Apple Podcasts, you can just rate it or you can comment, but comments are super helpful for people. Like if you comment like how this podcast helps or what you like about it, or I don't know, I follow her on social media too, anything like that. That always helps as well. It also helps me move up in the rankings on podcast platforms too, so more people can find me as well. So I appreciate you guys doing that, and I appreciate you guys doing that in the future too. Um, What else do I got? I have a fun reel coming this week of Plant Wins I got. So if you're on social media, stay tuned for that. I also got two new Big Monsteras. I know, now my collection. What do I have now? One, two, three. Now it's five. I have, so I have four big ones and I have that one small one I've been monitoring on that highlight on Instagram to kind of figure out when the fenestration happens. I know it has to do with light and I know it has to do with age. So I think it's just going to be a long time before we see any big fenestration on that little one. But Anyway, point being, we went to Milliger's in Sturdivant to pick up a couple Monsteras for the wedding. I wanted to grab them now simply because who doesn't want more plants? And I kind of wanted my pick at what was available at first. And I remember getting one last year to fill out a pot and it had some really good fenestration on it and it was $50. This one didn't have as mature of Monsteras, but they did have the start of kind of that whole fenestration. I don't know if there's an actual term besides fenestration for that. But I did get two with that starting and they were only $35. And they were in 10 inch pots. They were really good size, very full. So highly impressed. But we got those. And I picked up a maidenhair fern because if you know, I talked about this on social media, but I killed my second maidenhair fern. Totally my fault. I know for sure I can keep this thing alive. I just need to pay attention to it. So I put it right front and center, right by my humidifier. So I will see it all the time. <laughs> so anyways, that's kind of my update of what I got so far. If you guys have any questions, let me know. If you want to hear about a certain episode, please let me know. I really have episodes planned out till the end of the year, but I've been moving some things around based on 
if people are looking for an episode or not. So um, I usually type in all caps must stay here on a certain date. And that way I can make sure I do that podcast episode for you if you have a special request. So let me know. Otherwise, I will see you on social media and you will hear me again in two weeks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.